0: The Swancast Podcast is recorded, mixed, and produced on the poop deck of Greevy Jones Locker in the heart of Columbia, South Carolina. On this show, we talk about the gaming hobby and random fandom. Opinions on this show are
1: Samira Samira.
0: I'm your Cobalt announcer! And now, prepare to delve into the mind of your host. John means no hey guys, in the world began to
1: change i don't
0: wanna be the one to live I just want to let you know that uh, a lot of this that we recorded for this episode was recorded at Scarab 2019. I let some of the John bots out there, that talked to a bunch of people. Um, there's only so much of that they could take. They're kind of in maintenance right now, so enjoy some of this. Oh, and of course, What's Swarmcast podcast episode would be complete without a chat with our good buddy, Ed Jarlett from Shades of Vengeance. He's got a kickstart going on right now. I know, it's hard to believe, right? But anyways, it's it's pretty cool. It's got some miniatures and stuff that he's he's, uh, pitching on this one. So it should be pretty cool. And Tim comes back with a games from around the world for a kid's game. So you're going to get a nice mix of stuff we recorded at Scarab and some stuff that uh, was not recorded at Scarab. But, you know, we'd invite those guys to come to Scarab if they really wanted to. All right, so I guess enjoy. Yeah. Gotta dust, gotta I admit that I'm impressed since yeah. I'm how someone legit to comment and sit and talk some stuff.
2: Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, Swarmcasters. Wow, yeah, we'll try that name out on you guys. Why not? You're still listening, and we've got somebody here who's gonna talk about a brand new Kickstarter, which is actually gonna be starting up uh not too not too uh, shortly after this particular interview. So by the time well, you guys after recording, right after recording, yeah. So uh, by the time you guys get to hear this, it will be live. You may have recognized that voice just then. <laughs> it's our good friend Ed Ed Jallet from Shades of Vengeance. How's it going, Ed?
3: It's going great. Thanks very much. And and it's great to be back, John. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I always love I always love coming on, talking to all the Swarm casters out there, <laughs> and telling you all about my my various escapades into the worlds of my imagination.
2: Very cool. So this is this is actually a pretty big year for um, milestone anniversaries for a lot of the companies, oddly enough that that we like here at the Swarmcast, and one of them happens to be Shades of Vengeance, in particular uh, for the Consortium. So your Kickstarter is related to that, if I'm not mistaken.
3: It is. Um, actually, we are at exactly at the fifth anniversary of our very very first Kickstarter for Era of the Consortium. It's been five years since i sold my first copies i cannot believe it
2: wow and honestly from looking at at all the the games and such um just how much shades of vengeance has grown it seems like you've been doing this for a lot longer than five years
3: (laughs) uh yeah you know you 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 have that perspective and i feel like i only just started a couple of years ago (laughs) um uh, know, it's it's weird and and time is a funny thing you know uh going back to time flies when you're having fun and, and various other, mm-hmm. you know, things that people say about time. But yeah, to me, I have done a lot in the last five years. You know, I, I look at my bookshelf, you know, I can't deny that, but I don't feel like it's been five years of time at all. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, and that's a great thing, you know, I mean, it, it proves that I'm not you know, I'm not getting bored of doing this. You know, yeah, you can expect a lot more books from me because I'm not bored of uh, watching my own voice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yet, I should say.
2: <laughs> so why don't you tell us about what this, this particular Kickstarter is going to actually encompass?
3: So some of your listeners may be aware of the Era Zone, which was a Kickstarter we ran a little while ago, mm-hmm. uh, a very little while ago, uh, only a couple of weeks ago it finished. And, uh, and that was really celebrating the fifth anniversary of Shades of Vengeance in general. Uh, because it it, it is also the company's fifth anniversary uh, since being created. Um, I actually created the company to launch the book. And now we're at Era of the Consortium's fifth anniversary. Era of the Consortium is and always has been a labour of love for me. There are things that I've always wanted to do, always wanted to do, and Era of the Consortium was the first time that I was able to actually sit down and do them. As a result, there are many things that I really, really wanted to do with the Era of the Consortium 5th anniversary. Because I I, you know, we're not done. We're not finished. We're, we're still moving forwards. And I wanted to look forwards by offering something that we've never, ever thought about offering before. And that is miniatures for Era of the Consortium. Now, the miniatures are they have been sculpted by one of the best in the business. Um, I, 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 talk about him to various, uh, casters and every single one of them says, you know, this guy is, is one of the best there is his name's Heriberto Martinez. He's a wonderful, really nice guy worked with me to make sure these miniatures were perfect for era, the consortium for these characters, you know, worked with me to make sure that they make sense as miniatures as well. A really knowledgeable guy. And if anyone out there is considering getting miniatures done, I would always recommend have a chat. Have have a chat with Heriberto. He knows what he's doing. Um, you can get his full name in the, in the Kickstarter, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you can get these miniatures. Uh, you can get a single one if you want. Uh, you can get a single... Uh, sh- Stiletto Unit Miniature. I should say the front cover of the Era of the Consortium core rulebook is an image called The Last Stand of Stiletto Unit, and it is the climax, I would say, of the story the 500 year history of Era of the Consortium. For anyone who doesn't know Era of the Consortium um, the idea behind the 500 years is really to provide any sub-genre of sci-fi that you like, by choosing where in the 500 years you start playing. So, you know, playing at the end uh, which is where Stiletto Units are based is sort of the Star Wars feel you know the the resistance has risen up against the oppressive government mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to overthrow them well stiletto unit um, were the flagship unit of the consortium uh sorry of the resistance what am i saying <laughs> um, steve adams would shoot me in the face um <laughs> they they were they were the flagship unit of the resistance and uh, and they are on the front cover and it is those guys who i've chosen to initially do miniatures of now, the reason behind that is very simple. There were a very diverse group of people, both in, uh, both in species terms, because there are aliens in in era of the Consortium, but also in weapons and in armor types and so on. So what you get is you get people who have light armor, medium armor, heavy armor, stealth suits. You, you get heavy weapons, you get swords, you get grenades, you get a shotgun, you get a sniper rifle you have all of these options and if're you know, if you're an ambitious converter, you could very easily get get some of them and switch the weapons around. Personally, I'm no good at that kind of thing, but um, I understand that it is doable. So the, the reason I chose the letter unit was really it was the diverse group. Um, you know there's a Zimian in there, there are a number of Aleutians in there. there are humans um, and you you therefore get some choices. But again, anyone who knows Era the consortium quite well will know that we haven't done everything that's possible. Um, this was the most coherent single group of people, but um you know, for example, there's no brawler human or eulutian mm-hmm. right? and and in era of the consortium because eulutians are obviously the squids and the human shaped suits, the the difference between a human and a Eulutian is really just the way you paint it. And the idea is that you know this is the initial group that we've put together. Uh, there's no velity in the group, so you don't have that option. There's no right. Zimian brain or Zimian politician. there's only a Zimian worker, right so, there is a limit. But, um, you know, this was a diverse group of eight people who really covered a lot of the bases that I think most people will want.
2: I admit from looking at the images you have of them, they really do match what's on every time we've seen a picture of Still Letter Unit.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: It's like it jumped right off of the page. But you're right. It's it's a diverse enough group that you can easily use them for what, whatever it is that you're going to be
3: playing absolutely I, yeah. and you know on top of that there are also some god mooks that you can get mm-hmm. um you know so you have choices you know you you can you can have guards that that you know you can use to to obviously represent the enemies that they're fighting this kickstarter really is about introducing the miniatures mm-hmm. it's about introducing a brand new version of the definitive edition rulebook there's a fifth anniversary definitive edition uh which has a unique cover it's also got some some other things fixed within it so you know this this is a sort of a new a new version to celebrate our fifth anniversary and for the first time and you know what i am i am disproportionately excited about this <laughs> we are offering t-shirts and i am thrilled because i i you know the idea of someone walking up to our convention table at some point wearing an era the consortium t-shirt <laughs> is just the most exciting thing that could ever happen to me that is pretty um, cool. yeah. just in case anyone's listening and is in London, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the miniatures, the fifth anniversary definitive edition and t-shirts are primarily the things that we're offering through this Kickstarter. Okay. But if you want to catch up with Era of the consortium, you know, if you're hearing about it for the first time, you really want to catch up and learn more about it. All of the expansions are available at Kickstarter special prices. Oh, very cool. This is a consortium Kickstarter, all of the things that you were able to get, you know, from other Kickstarters, it's still available. You can still get those things. All of the era games are made with the same rule set. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're, they're all fairly cross-compatible. Uh, I've talked about it before, but for the benefit of anyone who doesn't know, um, the rules are modular. So they drop in and drop out based on what is appropriate for the setting. You don't have to learn a lot of new things to go away and play Era the Empowered. You know, it, it's all there. You already know it you just have to understand how the same paradigms apply within era the empowered so i i think that offering the ability to get those games is obvious and and a good thing so these
2: miniatures they they come unpainted initially they do uh yeah. there is uh, it looks like there's going to be an option though if you want to get them uh painted there's a couple options for that
3: yeah um so there there are a couple of options um uh, first of all, the amazing, genuinely, genuinely amazing Angel Geraldes mm-hmm. did paint a set of my miniatures. He loved it, he really enjoyed it, and he said some very, very nice things about them. The set that he painted is available. There is one set, it is available to backers, it's just the one, so first come, first served, uh, It's it's out there, it's available. But, if you are, you know, later and someone else has already grabbed them, The guy who did the painting for all of the other photos that are in the Kickstarter of miniatures, he has agreed to paint 10 sets of miniatures. Personally, I think he is phenomenally good. I think they've come out so, so well. They look really, really good to me. And uh, as you said, they they look like they just jumped jumped off the page. He's got the colours down, he's got the you know that the posing is fantastic obviously that comes from the sculpting but the painting effort is extremely good and yeah he's willing to paint 10 sets uh, there are 10 sets painted available um, that I think also if you want you know if you want to paint them or get them painted because you're a bit of a well Let's say you're as bad at painting as me, or probably still better at painting than I am. You, you still want to get him painted. You know, you can get those done, and he is very professional. He's very, very good. I think he's done a phenomenal job, and he will do the same for you. Most of them come in uh, two or three pieces. Okay. Uh, Styx Tyrion is a bit of a monster. He comes in seven. Ah, uh, wow. <laughs> Four legs, two arms, and a body. Okay. He's a kind of elaborate figure. I mean, Zimians are right. obviously very, very jointed characters, so... Yeah, it's very... Uh, the, he He's fantastic. I mean, you put him together and you put him up and he looks brilliant.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. I'm looking at actually him and um, there's at least one other character that's in heavy armor. And, and both Steve. Those,
3: yeah, Steve. That's Steve Adams. Yeah. Okay.
2: They both, look, they both um, look great. Of course, I'm also sitting here looking at uh, Alex Guider, and I'm like, that's probably <laughs> my favorite one right there. Because I think every time I've I've played, I end up playing him and and that really just captures that character uh so perfectly. oh it does
3: <laughs> it does i mean i mean i when i came up with that idea for alex you know like uh-huh. i was just like oh okay yeah we we're, we're doing this he's he's going to be stood there drinking doing absolutely nothing <laughs> useful he's just going to be like yeah uh, i'm drinking i'm busy i'm busy <laughs> with this kickstarter i want to reinforce to everybody that however you play era the consortium or even if you're just interested in the miniatures it's valid it's fine you're still a gamer you're still awesome you know and if you like the aesthetics of them and you want to use them for something else rock on do it please (laughs) enjoy yourself oh yeah that's what gaming is about right right definitely (laughs) Um, but yeah just to clarify what's in the definitive edition rulebook for anyone who doesn't already know Mm -hmm. so I mentioned the 500 years of playable history and the original 300 page rulebook has that history but um there were some things that I realized, you know, two years later, I decided to to add some stuff to the, uh, to the definitive edition that included, uh, there are a number of holes in that history where not a lot happens. That's not an accident, particularly. I had to cut some stuff to keep it at 300 pages. The definitive edition is 420 pages. Um, it's got some more story. It's got some more locations and stuff. It's got some more background to help you out, and it's got a lot more GM advice. There are things that I realised that people needed that you know I hadn't realised when I wrote my first book. Mm-hmm. There is actually a specific guide to where in the history you want to be, if you want to play any subgenre of sci-fi, and I've listed out every subgenre of sci-fi I could think of, and where you would play it. There's a thing that I started doing later uh, with Era Survival where I actually listed every combination of skill and attribute and when you might use them and there's one of those for era of the consortium in the definitive edition rulebook that's not in the core rulebook for example so there are a few things that do make it a little different uh from the core rulebook and as i said it's 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 120 pages longer it was a major step forward when i made it um and i think that you know, I, 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 I don't usually spend a lot of time looking back. I think that, you know, this is an updated, isn't it? Is an updated and improved version. And I think that it's worthwhile doing and worthwhile getting, even if you have the definitive edition. But equally, it's totally up to you. There's no wrong way to do this. And then there's the T-shirts.
2: Yes, of course. Which because have, you know, which have what, the, uh, yeah, the awesome. what
3: is a fifth anniversary without a, without t-shirt? a t-shirt? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, what's even the point, right? Um, yeah, this, this awesome image. So this is by Sophia Michaela Du.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, she has done work for pretty much all of our games. She did do a lot of work for the era, the consortium rulebook uh, and the definitive edition era liars. She did some concept stuff for era, the empowered. Uh, she did a little bit of concept work for era survival. She did some work. Uh, she did all of the work I should say on era silence Um, She did a little bit of concept work on Ira Balam as well, and she's actually working on another game that is currently top secret that I can't talk about. So I shouldn't really have mentioned it. But uh, (laughs) also, if you're a fan of our card games, she did all the artwork for Champion of Earth. She did the artwork for Evil Overlord. Yeah. No, she's been working with us a long time, in fact, for five years by an amazing coincidence. Well, more than five years, actually. But you get the general idea. Right. Yeah, no, uh, it's fantastic to have her still working with us today. I mean, I, I, I can't... Th- there are a number of people who followed us through this entire journey, and I literally cannot express how grateful I am to them. And that doesn't make me any less grateful to the people who come in later, you know, who support our work. Uh-huh. But there are people out there who have supported us monthly via our Patreon for five years. You know, uh, right, and, right. and I, I, I am stunned that those kinds of people exist (laughs) i am grateful to absolutely everybody i am just stunned that that people are willing enough to pay money for five years to listen to my thought stream (laughs) (laughs) over the next six months or so uh we are going to be running an event Um, and it's going to be what happens next in the era of the consortium universe. And that might not sound like it's super exciting. I can understand that. But we are, we are creating role playing game and role playing games are about the players and how the players choose to act. So what we're doing this event, which will be, you know, we, we will spread around, um, two major campaigns. There'll be five, five sessions. Mm hmm. Uh, two major campaigns, uh, one run by me and one run by uh, my my very good friend Fred Harvey, and uh, we're also asking a bunch of people to do some ancillary campaigns, uh, which will build on the story. And this story is going to be—I can't say too much because I can't give anything away at this stage. It's still another couple of weeks before the details will be released. This story will be about what happens next to the consortium after sort of after the four fifties which is where the books currently end. And it's going to be, I think it's safe to say, a major shake-up. There are going to be a lot of things that change in the consortium, and it really is about ushering in the next 500 years of history. And we're getting literally anybody who was on our Facebook group who said they wanted to do it, Um, has been included. Anyone who was on our Discord who wanted to do it has been included. Uh, There are a number of people who've come forward and said they'd like to run some of the ancillary campaigns, so they're included. And it's going to be a community-driven history-making for Era of the Consortium. And I I think that that is awesome. I think that it's awesome that we have built up over five years groups of people who are willing to spend time with us to do this, I am, as a writer, I am thrilled because I will be able to have so much to work with that's not just from my own imagination about what I think is going to happen. I'm going to be able to see people's reactions, you know, and and what they're going to have happen um, and how they're going to act in a situation that is outside of anything they've ever experienced before in character. Uh, And hopefully in real life. I mean, hopefully. Right. but I, I I think that it's going to be a lot of fun. All of the players who are involved will have the opportunity to be in the in the next book when I when I write it based on the events that we're doing and uh, everyone else who's not playing you will have the opportunity to follow along and learn about what is happening next and all I can say is big things big things are happening and it's really going to change the shape of the consortium for the next 500 years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. I, I I cannot wait to have players in this situation and and be able to see what it is that they do.
2: All right, Ed. So we've been we've been talking about the Consortium uh, Miniatures and Fifth Anniversary Edition. Um, Ed, you've been telling us about some uh, hinting at some neat stuff that's coming up as far as the the storyline that's going to be progressed uh, for. Era, the consortium all sorts of interesting stuff why don't you tell us how long is this uh, when is this this Kickstarter going to be starting in and, and how long is it going to be running for
3: so it begins or probably by the time anyone's listening to this began mm-hmm. on the 25th of February okay and it runs through to the 17th of March so it's a, it's a good chunk of time uh, yeah and and during that time we will uh, we will continue to show you a little more about the miniatures um, I'm gonna be doing a live cast answering questions OK, you know, uh, I mean, the 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 whole working with the, the fans, you know, doesn't end at, at, at running a running an event. Right. Uh, you know, if anyone has any questions, if anyone's listening and, and you know, you want to know more, it's likely that by the time this is up, the live cost, you know, the live cost is up and you can click to watch it. You know, mm. uh, if you go to the Kickstarter link. You, you can click to, to to go ahead and be informed when it happens. We have worked for five years. We have come up with some stuff that I think is genuinely remarkable. And this this Kickstarter is just the first era of the Consortium Kickstarter of the year. You know, it's the fifth anniversary. We, we're taking that quite seriously. And we have some more stuff that is absolutely phenomenal. We have an audio drama coming up called Radio Free Tyrannus nice now patreon backers already have heard the first episode um, it was a you know it was a rough draft um, and and they heard the rough draft of the first episode but uh, radio free Tyrannus will be going up on Kickstarter at some point uh, sort of the first half of this year I think uh, we've got another full cast audio drama which is going up sort of a little later in the year i hope which is uh, it's called a titan's rise and uh you are going to be the first person who i've told this so listeners here's an exclusive for you it's about the life of elliot dragon huh okay and how he became who he is. We got together a group of very very talented voice actors and also me. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I am also in it. And uh, and we 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 explore Elliot Dragon's life from being a child. Much of this is covered in the definitive edition rulebook but not all of it. Mm-hmm. Um and we go right the way through up to actually something related to the event that we are running from march through to july we had a a phenomenally talented cast of voice actors and i'm gonna say it again and also i was in it as well (laughs) because i don't consider myself a phenomenally talented voice actor um those guys really show me up a bit um but uh hey i'm i'm hoping that it will be enjoyable i'm sure uh we've got a we've got a an audio editor who really knows her stuff she ran a podcast for many years uh, but but has since retired from that and uh yeah she really knows her stuff she's really done an amazing job with what i've heard so far and uh i i can't wait to be able to let you guys hear hear some of that but um that's another thing that we're doing i've got some more expansions planned for era of the consortium that's likely to come towards the end of this year it's it's the year of the consortium fifth anniversary you know it we're 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 doing stuff we're doing a lot of stuff <laughs> so keep an eye out, and I'm hoping John will let me back on to talk about some more of the stuff. Oh, definitely. There you are. There, there is your exclusive, John. You, uh, you know, I've told no one else that outside of the cast.
2: Ooh, no one else cool. knows yet. Very cool. So you guys, you guys heard it straight from from the source, right there.
3: So Elliot Dragon, Elliot Dragon's rice.
2: That's gonna be neat. I'm, I'm, I'll definitely check that out myself. So Ed, uh, we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of wrap this up because. Sure. Um, We've been talking for quite some time, and in case we haven't said it, uh, Era of the Consortium, Miniatures, and Fifth Anniversary on Kickstarter. I I will definitely have the links for that in the show notes, because by the time this comes out, I'll have a link that I can probably put in the show notes.
3: Yep, yep. I'll get it to you as soon as it goes out.
2: Okay. And uh, we'll make sure we have the links to all the different places that you guys can go out there and check out Shades of Vengeance on Facebook, out on... um,
3: Twitter and Patreon. Uh, I'll give you a discord link as well.
2: Oh, that'd be so great. If anyone, that'd be Discords, great as well.
3: then uh, you can join us there. That'd be great as well.
2: Well, Ed, uh, thanks, thanks again for, for coming on and, and talking with me about this, uh, this new Kickstarter for the fifth anniversary consortium.
3: It is always an absolute pleasure to, to come and talk to you, John. Um, and, and for you guys to listen, Swarmcasters. Thank you very much.
2: Yep thank you and i'm really looking forward to seeing what what comes up for 2019 for for era the consortium
3: i hope no i believe that you will not be disappointed
0: podcast at gmail
1: swampcast
2: podcast brings you games from around the
4: world Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Games from Around the World. And recently I've been thinking that a lot of the games I've been reviewing on this this segment haven't been really kid-friendly. And today I decided to correct that. So today I am talking with Justin with Hero Forge Games to talk about his game Hero Kids. Hey Justin. How you
5: doing? Good morning Tim.
4: A uh, good evening. <laughs> <Just laughs>
5: These games from around the world, so yeah, you know.
4: that's it, fine. It's fine. Uh, you, you have a good morning. I'll have a good evening.
5: <laughs> yep.
4: And so, tell us some. Tell us about you and your uh, game, and also where you're from.
5: Cool. Um, well, uh, you might be able to tell from the accent and from the, the morning thing here, I'm in Australia. Um, I, I've been in Australia all my life. Um, and I have been in a, a role-playing game designer for maybe, I don't know five, seven years or something, um, and, you know, I started, uh, I, I used to work in the video game industry, actually, and I worked in the video game industry for a long time, and um, along the way, I, you know, I've had a love for role-playing games, and I decided that I would um, design uh, some role-playing games, and so uh, along the way, I designed a kind of a, a, a D20 sort of heartbreaker, and then um, after that, I, I started a family, and, you know, as my kids um kind of reached the right age i I decided that i'd um that there weren't very many games targeted at kids and um so about four years ago i designed hero kids um specifically for my kids and been working on it ever since as it turns out and i i designed games under uh the hero forge games kind of label so i have a few different games that i support through that
4: so what exactly is hero kids like is it what kind of setting is it uh, and what age groups is it for
5: yeah so hero kids is is a it's a fantasy role-playing game designed for kids age four to ten and it plays with you know the it's a it's a traditional sort of um you know dungeons and dragons style role-playing game there's a there's a game master and then um you know kind of aimed at one to four kids so if you have just one kid you can play it or if you have multiple kids you can play it as well and it it takes a um a a as I say, a traditional Dungeons and Dragons style approach to um, to role-playing with kids in as much as, you know, there's uh, since I designed Hero Kids, there's actually been an explosion of, of, of kids' games, you know, and there's more that are targeting the kind of storytelling aspect of it. But Hero Kids is focused on, A, the storytelling, but B, the mechanics, and it's kind of that kind of, transitional game that takes kids from the storytelling through the mechanics and you know as they grow older it probably transitions fairly well into um, traditional role-playing games.
4: Is it only a fantasy setting? Because I see you do have a uh, sci-fi setting as well.
5: Yeah exactly. So you know so I started with fantasy setting and you know there's a there's a ton of ventures and characters and things out for the fantasy um, kind of side of hero kids. But I also did a Space Adventures one, which has, you know, again, like a bunch of heroes that that you can kind of download for it. As well as I think it's got three adventures for that as well. So you know it's kind of it's mainly the fantasy one. I think that you know when when you look at um when you look at what people want to play, especially in role playing games, you know, ninety percent of people want to play um traditional D and D style fantasy, and and uh, not as many want to play um the sci fi stuff. But then these days, you know, you have you have you know the Star Wars kind of resurgence, and you have Star Wars heroes, and you have again this long-standing or kind of resurgent interest in sci-fi as well so so that's another area that I that I support for hero kids through the space adventures side of, of hero kids
4: so what are the mechanics of the heroes kids game yeah, so the, uh, the
5: the trick with Hero Kids, which was to, to design a game that works for, for quite young kids, you know, when they're four or so, but also can scale up to older kids, you know, when they are, you know, six is vastly different from four and eight is vastly different from six and... At 10, you know, again, that's vastly different from all of those, and it's where you start to cross over into adult game territory. So Hero Kids, the first thing it does is it it comes with a bunch of pre-made adventures, if you buy the whole bundle, but it also comes with pre-made heroes. So the kind of core of the game comes with 10 of these kind of archetypical fantasy heroes. You know, you have have warriors, you have hunters, you have warlocks, you have kind of rogues and brutes, and... um, these come each on, a, on what's called a hero card. So it's a little kind of half a sheet of paper-sized card which has the actual character artwork. And each of the characters comes with particular capabilities they have, these abilities. They have either strength or they have kind of dexterity or they have intelligence. So, so I tried to distill down the, that kind of um, role-playing game experience into the minimum number of these attributes. And in each of these attributes each character will have one, two, or three dice associated with each of them. Um, and the game only uses six-sided dice, so, you know, once you've downloaded the game, you should be able to find, hopefully in your house, some dice for it, or you should, should be able to readily readily get uh, some dice for it. Yeah. So, for example, if you, um, if you think about the, the warrior character in it, the warrior, you know, has kind of, two dice in the the strength and melee attack ability and they have two dice in their defense as well. Whereas some other characters like, uh, you know, I'm looking through the characters here and there's like a, a hunter, like an archer sort of character and they have two dice in their ranged attack and only one die in their armor. So each of the different characters has this different kind of different allocation of dice that they have in each of the things that they want to do and the core gameplay of the game is you know if it's combat then you're rolling your attack attribute you know your one or two dice in your attack against the enemy's um, defense attribute and in the case of hero kids it's an opposed role so the idea is to keep everyone involved when they're attacking or when they're being defending uh, when they're defending as well so you know if you uh, are doing a melee attack then your character might have two dice you roll your two dice and the person or the creature or whatever you're attacking, they roll their one die. Um, and if your die is equal or higher than their than their defence, then you score a hit on them. And again, in boiling down the game to to uh, it, its kind of its essence, characters in the game, the heroes in the game have like three kind of hit. Boxes, I guess you'd call them, or three um, health levels. And you know, the first time they hit, they're bruised. The second time they hit, they're hurt. And the third time they hit, they're, they're knocked out and they're out of the fight. And the monsters in the game have, you know, maybe only one or two of these hit boxes, depending on on how strong they are. Or if they're kind of a, a boss monster, they might have three or more of them. And then. Um, As well as the combat side of it, these same attributes that you have, the same abilities you have, the strength, the intelligence and the dexterity are used for attribute tests in the game or for for role-playing in the game. So if you wanted to climb up a wall, you might roll your two strength dice or you might roll your, your dexterity dice instead. Or if you're trying to, um, you know, find out some information of someone, you might use your intelligence or you might uh, use, you know, the, the, these sorts of skills that are in the game as well. So each of the characters has a couple of skills or, or kind of items that they can use. You know, so they, they might have some rope or they might be able to track or they might know lore. So there's these, these other aspects that come into the game outside of combat that they can use to try to solve puzzles and solve, you know, the challenges that they're kind of sol- trying to solve as they run through the the adventures. And the last thing that I mentioned is that the game is designed to scale. So, you know, the, each of the characters has different kind of, different abilities that they have. So when you're talking about a, um, you know, again the warrior character, for example, they might have a normal attack, which is just a standard attack against someone adjacent to them. But then they also have, like, a special action. So each of the characters in the game has a special action that they can do instead of their their normal um, action in combat. And each of the characters also has, like, this special um, bonus ability, which gives them, you know, it's the speciality of their class. So, for example, the warrior, their special action is, like, a whirlwind attack where they can... um, Effectively split their melee dice and attack to make two different attacks at um, creatures next to them. Um, and their special ability that they have, this bonus ability, in the case of warriors, is like a teamwork kind of attack. Which means that when their enemy or their target has one of the warriors' allies adjacent to them, they get an extra die on their attacks. So it means that there's you know, as the players um, start to get a little bit older, they can engage with more of the tactical side of of the combat, for example. Or in the case of the uh, the other attribute tests, they can, you know, use their, their characters' skills and inventory items to help them overcome those obstacles. So, again, it's, it's trying to scale from, you know, younger four-year-olds who might play the game, you know, in a very mechanical way or in a very storytelling way all the way up to, um, you know, to 8 or 10-year-olds who are virtually playing the game the same as you would play um, something like D&D where you have lots of special actions, where you have an inventory, where you have special skills and where you're engaging in the game as you would a traditional role-playing game.
4: So it's essentially the same, all the rules are there to begin with but you just don't use all of them with the 4-year-old that you would with a 10-year-old.
5: Yeah, and I think that all the rules are there, and and the four-year-old, yeah, will use different parts of the character sheet. So the four-year-olds will recognize on their on their hero card that they have that, oh, I just want to hit someone with my sword, and I look at the sword icon, and I just roll the number of dice next to it. And then, you know, the six-year-old might, um, you know, use their, their character's special attack or their special ability instead, and then as they get older, they might bring in the more tactical side of it. Um, and the the character these hero cards, which are available in multiple languages, use icons for a lot of these areas. So it's very easy for the younger kids, who don't have you know the reading skill level of the older kids, they can just look at the icons and understand what their character can do.
4: And all the characters are already pre-made. So there's no actual like character generation.
5: Oh there is. There's a there are there are ten pre made characters which come with the core game and there's a it also comes with like a blank character sheet so the players can make their own character and draw their own character on there and design their own, you know, special abilities, skills, inventory items. And there are rules in the core game for how you build your own character, how you can allocate dice to each of these different ability levels, you know. And that's certainly an area that, as kids get, you know, older, they want to, they might want to create their own um, characters. But I've found that in in the younger kids, that they they want they you know they relate very strongly to their hero cards and they'll see a, a a hero on there that appeals to them and you know there are a whole done, bunch of different ones there are there are warriors there are hunters there are mages there are you know kind of rogues there are these brutes there are knights there's all these different archetypes for them even in the core game that they kind of that they can relate to and they um and, and that they choose from and that that appeal to them you know to the extent that you know, there there are I think almost a hundred different heroes that are available for Hero Kids now um, through the the space adventures and through the um and through the fantasy side of it.
4: Now I was reading on the one of the sites I was looking at that the characters can cross over from space to the fantasy setting.
5: Yeah, so the um the space and the fantasy they use um, exactly the same core rule set. The character you know the hero cards are slightly different in the way they're presented, in as much as, you know, they're a bit spacey and they're a bit sci fi But the actual um, core abilities of them are, are the same. So, you know, the space heroes still have strength and they still have kind of dexterity and they still have magic as well, which is, you know, the kind of equivalent of, you know, space magic, whether it's the Force or something else. So there's they're they're totally compatible. So if you wanted to, you know, bring a space character into a um, into a fantasy game or a fantasy character into a space game, you can certainly do that. Some of the skills are, are slightly different. I'm not sure whether your starship piloting skill <laughs> will cross over into the fantasy realm, though. You will be a little bit out of uh, <laughs> fish out of water there.
4: Just take the star out of it, and you'll be a ship pilot.
5: <laughs> yeah, bring your ship with you, and you'll be fine.
4: <laughs> What sets this game apart from others?
5: Yep, the key features of Hero Kids are well. I mean, first, it's, first, it's a it's an any award winning game, so you know you can rest assured that it, that it's um, at least achieve some level of quality for you. <laughs> and the the key parts of Hero Kids are you know if you are looking for a a D and D style experience for your kids, then Hero Kids has it. And and lots of lots of parents have different styles of games. Like there are uh, the games they want to play with their kids. So as I mentioned earlier, you know I released Hero Kids four or five years ago um, when it was virtually one of the first of these kind of these games that treated role playing with kids, not. Re- you know with uh you know kind of with a, a professional presentation and and you know um high quality artwork so since then there's been an explosion on the, of them there's other games like no thank you evil or um amazing tales or or many many others um, and each of them takes a different approach so something like no thank you evil takes a storytelling approach you know, it's not a traditional Dungeons and Dragons game. It has a lot of elements that uh, that I personally, you know, it has a lot of contemporary elements in it. Whereas, you know, with um, with Hero Kids, I, you know, I wanted to focus, and I do focus more on the fantasy side of it, and obviously there's the sci-fi side as well. So the key part about Hero Kids is, A, you know, um, you know it's an any award-winning game, so you can be, uh, you can, you can be uh, kind of confident about what you're going to get there. But also, um, over the last four years, I've continued to support it. It's continued to be growing popularity um, over time. Uh, you know, the game has something like ten different adventures out for it now from me, plus a bunch of other um adventures that are created by other people in the community. So there's um a bunch of community support there. There are there are, you know, almost a hundred characters available for the game. You know, there's print books for it. There's a series of three print books for Hero Kids at the moment, the core rules there's an adventure compendium and a monster compendium. So you know, any time that you want to um, just run a game off the cuff, Hero Kids also has the support for that where you can just, you know, pretty much um, ro- run as you would run a, a standard Dan- Dungeons & Dragons game without an adventure, just improvising and use something like the Monster Companion, you know, if you wanted to, to challenge the, uh, the the kids and their heroes with particular monsters or particular adventures. I think that's the, the main things that set it apart. And, and also, you know, the price is pretty good. For the PDFs, there's a, there's a bundle which includes all of the Hero Kids Fantasy adventures, monsters, characters for just $20. So that's a, that's a pretty appealing price point for what amounts to a huge amount of content.
4: Yeah, it's cheaper than most games or even just some expansions.
5: Yeah, exactly, and that was the idea. Like, I always wanted to make sure that you know that there weren't barriers for people playing games with their kids. You know, like I wanted to make it so that it was accessible. Um, and the core game itself, which comes with uh with you know these ten heroes and an introductory adventure, is only six dollars. So, even if you don't want to pay the twenty dollars, you can go pay six dollars and, and try it out and see if you like it and see if your kids like it um, without having to do even the full uh, twenty dollar buy-in. So the other thing I offer is, you know, there there are these three print books as well, and if you buy the that twenty dollar bundle, it comes with discount vouchers to get fifty percent off each of the print books. So that can that can be a great deal at that point as well.
4: Yeah. So is this was this uh, did you create this with the intent of a parent running it for their kids, or is this something that like kids can run with themselves at some point?
5: Yeah, um I certainly um created it at the time as a um, parent wanting to run it for for a kid um and you know the, you know the parent occupying that role of the the game master but as it's gone along you know there are uh hundreds of people out there running hero kids you know probably you know more than thousands across the the four years but I'm always hearing stories of kids running it for their friends you know stories of even even parents using uh well parents um adult game groups using hero kids as their game system they wanted a system that was light and easy to to use and you know hero kids had the had the right mechanics for them so it's uh it's interesting that it, that it's versatile enough that it can be used by you know full-grown adult groups all the way down to kids running for other kids
4: yeah because i've seen uh we have a there's a convention here that we tend to go to as a mm-hmm. as a, a podcast and they have a kids table there and I don't know if they've actually ever run the hero kids there yeah,
5: right. I'm not sure uh, yeah which what? where is that at
4: uh, it's in Columbia South Carolina right it's this yeah S- Scarab gaming convention
5: cool because, um, you know, I'm always interested here for like if people are supporting Hero Kids at conventions, um, I'm always uh, offering support to them, you know, whether it's download codes for people to, to give out, you know, for free bundles of Hero Kids or, um, you know, sending them kind of print books as giveaways for conventions. So, you know, if you do uh, see anyone there running it or if, you know, people are looking for, for um, you know, for a game to run for kids, then point them in my direction and, uh, you know, I offer kind of free support for them. I've also um, been uh, offering free Hero Kids books for libraries as well, you know, um, and, and kind of gaming libraries. Yeah, so that that was a um, an initiative I ran last year, and I I probably should run that again as well. But I gave out you know over a hundred Hero Kids books to um, different <laughs> libraries around the world. So you know, that's another one I like to support the community through those sorts of initiatives.
4: Yeah, actually, there's a one another podcast that we know and we've done stuff with he he's actually runs the library he's like the technical supporter whatever but he does actually has like programs for kids and he does yeah. a lot of board games and stuff for them and I bet he would probably be interested.
5: Yep, by all means, pass on my details, and you know I'm happy to you know happy to send out send out copies of the of the core books, and you know off as I say offering um you know whether it's redemption codes for people playing Hero Kids at uh, conventions or books for, for handouts at the conventions.
4: Uh, yeah, i would definitely keep that in mind. Yeah. So where can people find your company in game?
5: So, um, Hero Forge Games is at heroforgegames.com. Where that's the kind of home of all of the different games I do, whether it's, you know, the, the role-playing games like Hero Kids or Forge Engine or my old fantasy heartbreaker um, Heroes Against Darkness and my board game as well. I've got a card game up there, which is called The Road to Ruin. So that's where you can find out about all the different games and stuff that I'm doing. For Hero Kids, the the easiest place to buy it is through DriveThruRPG. You can just go to RPG com and search for Hero Kids and you'll find there the kind of fantasy bundle is the is the best um, way to buy Hero Kids and that gives you you know for twenty dollars all of the adventures all of the all of the heroes all of the the monster companion the uh, compendium as well as the discount links for the print books as well Um, and there's also a separate bundle for the um, for the sci-fi side the space heroes line. So it's probably the the best place to find us and to to buy hero kids.
4: So what are your plans for this game?
5: Uh continuing to support it. Like I think this is, you know, my my kids are a bit older now, but we um we still uh role play together. And I, I'm working right now on a new adventure for Hero Kids. I, was, I, I took a bit of a break from adventures for a while. Um, I was concentrating on, on, you know, the monster compendium, Compendium, the adventure compendium, and more heroes. Um, and I went back to the community, um, you know, a few weeks ago, and I said, what do you guys want? You know, what do you want? Do you want more monsters? Do you want more heroes? Do you want more adventures? And they said overwhelmingly they want more adventures. So um, I'm I'm back working on adventures at the moment, I should have a new adventure coming out in July, I think, uh, which is next month. And there, yeah, from there, I'll I'll keep supporting it. And as I say, I've I've got um, other game engines as well. I just... Released the the Forge Engine, which is a fully grown up role playing game, much more um, mechanically and you know in depth than Hero Kids, obviously because it is for adults. Um, and that's a universal engine that I've that I've developed over the last you know four years, probably as well, which I just released earlier this year. So that's that's up on Drive Through RPG at the moment as well. And that's the that's most of my work at the moment um, between the two of those. I think I'm I'm at capacity. <laughs>
4: Now you did mention that some of the adventures were made by the community. Yep. If if someone was interested in this game and they wanted to contribute, mm. how would they go about that?
5: Yeah. So there's the simplest way is that in my Hero Forge games um, area on Drive Thru RPG, there's a Hero Kids compatibility license, and basically it gives you a, a Hero Kids compatible logo that you can put on your adventures. And it's a free license, by the way. All it is is uh, is it, it just kind of affirms what your rights are and what my rights are, you know. So I, you know, I have the rights to the Hero Kids name, for example, and the Hero Kids logo, um, and it gives you a particular logo that you can use on your on your products. But generally speaking, I think a lot of creators are, are wary uh, and 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 um, of making compatible products. But I always tell people all the time your fundamental right is to make compatible products with other people's game engines and there's a lot of confusion about this in the world so anyone can go and make a a hero kids compatible adventure or characters or monsters or whatever as long as they don't infringe my my art the intellectual property that i own such as the logo or the you know the art that i have but what the compatibility license does is it gives people some certainty about how they can approach it. So there are um, a ton of Hero Kids compatible ventures and other things. In fact, if you go and look on DriveThruRPG, RPG in the uh, in the rule system section, you can search for Hero Kids in the rule section and it will show you all of the hero all of the products that use the hero kids rule system and there are, you know there's a bunch here by um such as adventures in Bayhaven. there's a bunch of different equipment and different adventures and and other expansions that are available from uh, from people other than me so so if you want to create for hero kids go download the compatibility license and then you can go and sell your stuff on on drive Through rpg or you know give it away or you know give it away on your website and you can make money from it as well
4: all right it sounds really awesome Look forward to actually trying this out one day. Cool. So, this has been another episode of Games from a Guns World, and we have been talking with Justin with Hero Forge Games about Hero Kids. Thank you again, Justin.
5: Thank you for having me on, Tim.
2: (bzzz) The RPG Pharaoh's Challenge returns once again to ShushCon. Four game masters are going to compete for the title and a few other prizes in this competition of GMing skills. And, as in some cases, player wrangling, competitors are going to receive the gaming system Saturday, March 23rd, and then at noon, they will be given their random elements to create a gaming scenario to run at 1pm. That's one hour to prepare a game to run, based off of a system that I'm pretty sure none of these GMs will have ever seen before. The GMs are going to be judged on how well they convey the system's rules to their players, how well they incorporate their random elements, and how well they react to what their players can throw at them. Guest judges, or hands of the pharaoh as it were, are going to include myself, John, the Cobalt Dude Manus of the Swarmcast Podcast and Scarab Gaming Con Infamy, Ruby, I Make Little Kids Cry at Games Jones, also of the Swarmcast Podcast and Scarab Fame, Tim, the doom that came to Sarnath Martin of Swarmcast, games from around the world and GMing notoriety. And of course, last year's ShushCon RPG Pharaoh's Challenge winner, Chris, I don't need no stinking nickname, Bell. But wait, the players participating in the Pharaoh's Challenge... That's right, the ones who are going to be giving their GMs the most interesting experience are going to experience a game unlike anything they've ever encountered before. One that will truly run them through all the various mazes of GMing and such. And they'll have a chance to win possibly other prizes like maybe a Golden Dingus or a Lime Green MacGuffin. Whatever the heck those are. Anyways, check it out. That's the RPG Pharaoh's Challenge at ShushCon, specifically on March 23rd. But check out the entirety of ShushCon, March 22nd, 23rd, and 24th in Polly's Island.
0: Hey, everybody. Here's a bunch of jerks sitting around talking about stuff.
2: So, hey, Swarmcats listeners. We're still here at Scarab 2019. And um, kind of a rare treat. I actually have Dan Delmater. I think I got it right that time. Yep, You got it right. He's he's Good actually job. he's actually here. We've got him on the mic, and I didn't have to trick him to get on the mic this time.
6: Yeah, I'm usually stupid, busy, and not uh, able yes. to come by, and it's oh, unfortunate. But you know, I keep passing by John and like, hey, I want to come you know, by and say some something point. into a microphone with you. That'd be fun.
2: <laughs> so you've got you've got something um, very interesting, and very special to talk about um, that I believe. Well, I'll let Dan tell it in his own Okay.
6: More, <laughs> well, I want to start off by saying that. Uh, I have in front of me a special promo card for I Drank What, which is, uh, for those who don't know, a game that's been around for at least a decade, I believe, if not more. I well, Drank What yeah. has been around for a while, and yeah. it's been really, really popular at this convention and and others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a special promo card here that was just completed really before this convention, and it's called Cordelia's Chaser. I'll tell you, you know a little bit about the card first, and then I'll tell you the story behind it. Okay. Uh, those who've played the game know it's a game of poison and intrigue, and the last man standing wins, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Here's the uh, mechanic on the card. You play when you're poisoned. Reveal the top card of the wine cellar. If it's a wine card, you're no longer poisoned, though you may be poisoned again this turn. So it's, ju- it's like an antidote, but it has the potential to not work, so it's not quite as powerful. But this is... Uh, Every time I've shown this card to people, they're like, "Wow, it's just like an antidote." And I'm like, "Well, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> it's close. It's pretty darn useful. Something that if you get in your hand, you'd want to keep." Yeah. You know. Uh huh. But anyway, um. So here's the story behind the card, and it is unfortunately a bit of a sad one. My, uh, my brother, his wife passed away early December, and she was, you know, 35. It was. Like the most rapid aggressive cancer that some of these doctors have ever seen in 40 years of practice. Right. Four oncologists going around and they said this, mu- they said as much. Oh, wow. They had to send a sample of the cancer to somewhere to get it studied. It was that weird. So, okay. super sudden and unexpected. Nobody saw this coming. Mm-hmm. Um, My brother's wife's name was Rena. And. John and Rena for a brief time were actually a part of Empire Games. Okay. So yeah. we, uh, we knew the people from Empire. hmm We uh we were on, you know, good terms with them and everything. They may have left the company sort of on maybe bad terms between each other, but they were still friends. Right. right. Um Rena did some art for them. Very artistic person. John was very much, you know, the business-minded person who was trying to uh, help them on that side. Okay. That was their involvement. So um, after Rena's passing, um, I went down to Florida from here from South Carolina to be with him in his house and help out any way I could. And I was there for like eight days. Um, And when I came back, I called up David Pendragon, who's one of the main people for Empire Games, and said, I want to do a special card Mm -hmm. for Rena," And I came up with the name... Cordelia's chaser. Uh, Cordelia was Rena's favorite RPG character name. It was frequently reused and something anybody who played RPGs with her would know. Right. Um, I came up with the name. I told them to do some sort of mechanic that related to potential saving from poison or something. They came up with the rest of that. Uh-huh. And they chose a profile picture from her, one of her Facebook profile pictures of which she had many really good ones to choose from mm-hmm. for the card art. The art is usually all black and white. They chose in this one to keep um, her hair color red and the color of her lipstick on the picture, which is, by the way, a really beautiful, very beautiful shot of Rina. It is a very
2: nice shot, yeah. Um,
6: I wanted to do this because, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I gave my time and my effort to help my brother Mm -hmm. after his wife passed. I did all I could, really, for him in that way just to be there and maybe do things right uh, but you know I felt like I could maybe do something more something special and unique and that's what this ended up being I mean I, I only it was what early it was December early December yeah you know, like second week of December maybe right when I made that call to, to Pendragon right okay and um, here I am on on the first day of Scarab uh-huh. on Friday uh, like the middle of Right, know, like January, January, year. yeah, and it's done. 17th they, give, or 18th, they gave yeah. me a, a, a clear hard box case here, uh-huh. full of full those of things, those, and those they said rocks. they have more. Wow, it was done that fast. There, there were some feels.
2: I, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah,
6: I got my, I got him on a video call. I uh-huh. got John, sorry, on a video call. Oh, okay. Th- that night, he, his, by the way, his, Marina's funeral was actually Sunday, so it was. Yesterday. Oh, wow. so oh, I got wow. him um, on the phone before then right and had to show him look he had no idea I mean this was something I did without John's knowledge at all oh wow I showed it to him and I grabbed everybody over there it was at Empire uh-huh and you know I got them all on the, yeah. the video call as well so I think it gave him a happy thought That's that there's good. a special commemorative promo card in uh, a game that she liked. And, mm-hmm. a, basically, a company that she was a part of too. Right. So now it's an actual thing, and I'm gonna mail some of them to John. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad I got that video call and told him because it was the night before uh, Rena's funeral. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to give him a happy thought. Yeah. I and think we did that. Yeah. I,
2: it does. It definitely does seem like that. So and if you're
6: a, a somebody who likes to play, I drank what. Uh huh. This is a promo card that you can only get at conventions. Where Empire Games will be, okay. They are going to have them.
2: Oh, or nice.
6: You can you know you know find me and talk to me about it.
2: And and you'll have I might cards be able or... to do that. Okay.
6: Just maybe because I've got you know I've got some spares.
2: Yeah. They yeah, said they overdid they... it a
6: little bit on the printing, so they've got extra, and I can. Well, I can maybe hit them up to get more. But well that and that's a little bit right, of a bittersweet story, but yeah, yeah, ended because it it's a, good a
2: way. and it's and card wise, it's a it's a good card. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, it's uh, game, everyone so. who
6: plays the game and looks at the card and doesn't even know who Rena was. Uh huh. Right. Looks at that and goes, "Wow, I want that card."
2: And if and if you do know who she is, it's going to mean even more. Yeah.
6: Right? If you do know. Right. Yeah.
2: That's very nice. That's. It has a lot very, of meaning. It does. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, Dan, for um, for actually, for coming over here and and sharing sharing that story with us. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, it's very touching and and. Yeah.
6: Sorry, I got but, a little feels right now. No,
2: that's that's fine. I understand. Again, we're at Scarab 2019, and that was uh, Dan Delmeter talking with me about about something very important that, that has happened here um, at now, Scarab. I
6: figured it was a story that needed to be told, and if I can uh, tell more people about it and, mm-hmm. and who she was, what it means, and then if you get a copy of this promo card, you might want to sleeve your deck now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get some hard sleeves like the guys at empire do when they're when they're for their demo deck that they run out they all of those are in hard sleeves
2: oh uh, yeah that's not a bad idea (laughs) yeah it's a good idea
6: isn't it all right
2: well again thank you dan
6: you're welcome
0: hey toast what's behind this door it's the designer's tension oh you didn't yes i sure did (laughs) ah toast locked
2: them up i didn't mean actually keep designers in the dungeon all's too bad they're there well let's go talk to them
0: yeah (laughs) they're making like rough them up or
2: something
1: all
2: right swarmcast is still here at scarab 2019 Woohoo! and i've got a few different voices that are going to be on the mic with us this time (laughs) so uh you heard you heard ruby of course you did and we've also got with us a uh, teacher by day, game designer by night, and a few other things that I don't think I'm going to repeat because it is not appropriate for. You know, <laughs> we have recording. John. We have John Dyer with uh, Twice Alive Games.
7: So when has that ever stopped us?
2: <laughs> well, we got to work. It, we got to. We got to warm up. <laughs> into he's into it. He's into.
8: he's into <laughs> it. Yes.
2: Like a. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. so <laughs> Where were we? Oh, uh, so hey, we got suits. John Dyer, and also with him, um, his his buddy who is here for support, Alex. Alex. Yeah. Hi
9: I'm Alex. Just Alex, I'm just here. For He's just
2: Alex. He's just here for. I support.
9: We'll occasionally speak, but not say anything interesting. I'm sure. <laughs> Couldn't oh. make bus
8: fare, so you know I needed Alex to. That's <laughs> all I'm really here for.
2: <laughs> so, so have you guys been having a good time at? at it's,
8: it's it's a great con. We've really yeah. had a good time and. Um, Man, a lot of great looking games. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Dose, we were st- uh, next to them, and uh, Munch, uh, what is it, Loot Ninja, mm-hmm. uh, and then next to one of our favorite stores, Firefly Games. They're great, great oh, folks okay. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been having a really good time.
7: So he mentioned that you're a teacher and you're here for moral support. Mm-hmm. Where are you from?
8: <laughs> okay, so I'm from Huntersville. And, uh, Huntersville, South Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. So,
9: Carolina. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and um, Alex? Yeah, I live in I live in Durham, okay. and uh, okay. so we're not too close to one another. But John and I went <laughs> to college together, so this is like
7: old friends. a gaming
9: relationship that's yes. gone way back. You know, right, right. Oh, actually,
7: wow. one of John's high school friends comes here every year, even though he lives up.
2: He lives in Virginia. Virginia. Wow! Mm-hmm. Nice. So him and his
7: daughter come here because his he has family that still lives in the area, and he comes here to game every every year, so he gets to see him once a year. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, so. I mean, he disappears and goes and plays yeah, Pathfinder yeah, 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 the whole yeah.
7: weekend, so... We used to, too, but then we got real every real morning. fun things to do. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so. Uh, path, Pathfinder aside, uh, one of the... What are, what are some of the big games that that you guys have out right now. Okay, so... What in particular have you brought to... to Well, Twice Alive games,
8: the the first and foremost, the flagship is Midnight Zombie Sabotage, and it's a a real fast-paced, zombie-themed, hidden identity... What else? Social deduction party game. And uh, that's the, the... I think we have the most fun because whenever you get a crowd of different people, mm-hmm. man, they play those those games just totally different. Never played the same game twice, so we <laughs> love that. Um, after producing that, which was uh, a huge deal for me, you know, never having done that before, uh, man, we came out with two uh, expansion packs to support that game, and uh, really excited about those. So those are next on the list to, to produce, and uh, we also brought with us. I'm working with Dan Lundberg, who's um, a, a friend of mine. And he wants to join the Twice Alive Umbrella, and so we're kind of tweaking and help balancing some of his games. Uh, Really fun World War II sniper-based game, very different from Midnight Zombie Sabotage. Um, And uh, we're also playing a game I made so that I could play with my little kids called Neighborhood Watch, which is like a board game, more of a proper board game. It's
9: like Candyland with zombies and (laughs) monsters and stuff. So
8: uh,
7: I take it you like zombies or something?
8: Yeah, they're they're pretty good. I, I figure, you know, if I surround myself with zombies, I'll look better. So that's what I do.
7: So what kind of zombies do you like? Are you are you the fast twitch zombies or are you the slow, monotonous, lumbering zombies that just appear no matter how fast you run away?
8: It's more of like a mood setting. Like you know, it depends. Oh, you like mood zombies? So yeah, they mood colors? zombies. Yes,
7: I. <laughs> I need to... I'm familiar with that. Yeah. You know, if they're kind of angry, they're a little red, <laughs> or right. or you know.
2: <laughs> what color are those zombies? Blue. Okay, we're good. We're, we're cool.
1: We're fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. 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 Wow! And I uh, killed the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
7: you're good. You're good. <laughs>
2: And I, th- I think I heard you say say something about uh, Alex was working on, that you're working on a game too? Yes. Very excited
8: yeah, about this, that I don't think we're in a Come on, place don't be. to talk
9: about it a whole lot. Uh, the, the premise. It's
7: in the planning phase. Yeah, it's, yeah. The it's the very much in the planning stage. And it's idea made zombies, phase. Isn't it? It's
9: dumb <laughs> No, this one's <laughs> all about um, uh, contract killers awesome. and their management. Um, through an agency and the, the game is like <laughs> okay. focused more like on the agency well p- partly on the agency and partly on the execution of the hit yes. okay. I like it
2: Okay. okay.
9: Um, so it's quasi cooperative but it's not it's, entirely cooperative yeah
8: it's cooperation with suspicion yeah because uh, ultimately
9: <laughs> which is something I feel like we particularly enjoy it's like yes. it's fun to play a cooperative game but it's also really great when you don't quite trust your teammates yes
7: <laughs> is this describing your friendship
8: not at all i don't okay. want to talk about it no, <laughs> <I'm just
7: kidding>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not at all <laughs> so so what kind of um stuff have you been running at scarab i know i know i think i heard there, there were some uh tournaments or such
8: yeah we were running our uh midnight zombie sabotage tournaments we had our our, our custom scarab exclusive uh prize giveaways and um it was great. We had some, some familiars from other cons all the way up from Statesville, North Carolina, to, to oh, Mega cool. Moose back in the summer who came and signed up for those. Nice. Uh, and so it was great to see those familiar faces and and uh, had some pretty high energy games. It was great. Uh, and then we kind of just stayed with that. They they, uh, they don't like losing to one another. They wanted to be the best. And so we had to stay on that. <laughs>
10: um,
8: but, yeah, that's pretty much it. We just ran the two tournaments today. Okay. And, uh
7: but you had a good turnout, I hope. It was good. Yeah, we have
8: a, a good time, man, just seeing a lot of new people and, and a lot of people here. So that's that's mm-hmm. awesome. And with the rig we bring with our little stuffed zombies and everything, it, it tends to... i got to say, it
7: yeah, more yeah, impressive totally than the other, other demo people. So. Yes, and uh, <laughs> so.
8: I'm just waiting for that day when I get pulled over and the cops see the, <laughs> the dead-looking the bodies the in the back of my and
7: car.
2: And they just so. go, uh... You're going to have to come with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to let you off. We'll let you off with a warning this time, <laughs> but,
7: well you know your car does have all sorts of decals of zombies it's good, across yeah. it it's, it's so it's
2: noticeable people yes. might get the wrong impression right hey I hear you guys deal with zombies can you come over to my house <laughs> yes you know I got one in my
7: in my crawl I'm space kidding, <laughs> <Yeah>.
8: <laughs> do kids oh. birthdays it's good
2: yeah. they don't oh. invite us back it's <laughs> <laughs> you know that's gonna be a thing. I'm can surprised hear, it isn't. What it? do you want? What do you want for your birthday? Hipster zombies. zombie birthday. Like, mm. Hipster <laughs> zombie birthday. Oh my gosh! That's Great. right up there with the mood zombies. I know, there right? Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. We're gonna get t-shirts at least. Right.
7: So, <laughs> so you know you can get those. Yeah. What are they? The not the Del Sol shirts, the color changing shirts, and the heat. You know. Oh. The, the ooh, light there, it right? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Right. There it is. I don't know how you get them. I know you can.
2: You, you buy them. At a store.
8: Do they make well, that in yeah, underwear, meant- or is that just a shirt thing?
2: I
7: don't know. but <laughs>
2: <laughs> Color-changing underwear in I'm the sun. thinking really hard well, about
7: this one. I was going to say, color-changing I underwear. I can change you the color
2: of my a underwear for pretty quickly. Right? <laughs> it's kind of a one-way <laughs> change, though. If you're lucky. That's weird, of course. Yes, yeah, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. So,
7: board games, it's yes. a li- We're yes. all a little um, punch-happy after yes. being very busy for a, busy a couple day days.
2: It isn't, yeah, so today has been an incredi- incredibly busy day. Probably one of our more of busy us.
7: days in a while.
2: I, I think when we, I don't know when we came, we came back from someplace, I think it was in the morning, when we saw you guys loading up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, where do we park? Oh, right next to the... Right next to the Twice Alive games. Yes, yeah. I saw you all on yeah, yeah. right. Good. Because yes. you're right. It's 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 not hard to miss you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, so
7: I know you've been down to Columbia a couple of times to the various yeah. stores yeah, to demo so, during so the
8: days. We have, uh, as of this past week, 18 stores that currently sell our games, mm-hmm. and um, and I just I love the the local comic book game stores. Man, they're just. They're like family, yeah. you know. Like every time you go in there, you see the same group of people. They're very warm and welcoming, and um, mm-hmm. you just love playing the games and stuff. Um, but yeah, we're in 18 stores, and, and being a father of four and a teacher and all this other stuff, it's it's hard to get out to places. But um, yeah, it's
7: four, been a little four less little zombies at home store.
8: Little, yes, yeah, they're oh, they, are. they can take care of themselves. They're in the game actually. They're uh, they're <laughs> no. cameoed in the games, and yeah, they'll
7: love that they're, when they're older.
8: I, I think so. <laughs> well, we had the fourth one and. She's not in the game, so that's that's one of our expansion. Characters. I was gonna say expansion. The anarchist, <laughs> she's out to get rid of the Apparently, I'm the class. chaos bringer in yeah.
7: RPGs, so you know, I yeah. understand her. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. So,
2: um, were there any other? So, were you running other variants of of your game here? Uh,
8: no, no we 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 brought it with us just in case. Honestly, I've been really focusing on. Uh, I've been wanting to play test the, the the new stuff that dan lundberg and i are working on uh we don't have a i guess the working title is Pavlichenko. uh it's based off of an actual uh world war ii era soviet female sniper who at 25 enlisted and uh, took care of business and so it's kind I of i mean the,
7: all those world war ii stuff it's really impressive it, it's pretty I mean, pretty they're epic, nothing yes. like the, the 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 people of today yes <laughs>
8: Oh man, but it's a different feel, you know. You yeah. play Midnight Zombie Sabotage, which is really kind of happy-go-lucky. You're kind of goofing around and uh-huh. and and, uh, and everything, and then you go to like you know the deadliest game of cat and mouse, and it's it's intense, you know. You, you, huh. s- you get those adrenaline sweats, you know, as you're just like, "Where's the sniper?" Just you know? okay. <laughs> going get us. But, uh, no, we've been kind of enjoying that a lot today. And then, of course, okay. we had a couple rounds of, of Neighborhood Watch, which was, which was fun. A lot of people give, give us good ideas to kind oh, of incorporate, good. which is perfect for beta testing. Nice. Um,
2: that's very good. But yeah. So, so you got a nice... Uh a Nice mix, a nice, yeah. It's like you've got a lot of people just, yeah, we got about to your table. Every time I went in there, you guys were busy, yeah. It seems like,
8: and the good thing is, you know, the people that come they don't want to leave, and that's that's kind of encouraging, yeah. Um, but I think it scares other people away. But
4: oh, I, <laughs> I think it's get fine, loud, but it's so, fun,
2: yeah. So, so, uh, right behind us uh, is a, a escape room, uh-huh. that mm-hmm. we're running, and just tonight, um, I was running. The whatever it was, Hotel Z, I think it was. Escape room Z. Escape room Z. So it's a zombie themed, hmm, a zombie themed escape room, about uh, zombies who eat uh, pizza. Not friends. <laughs> kind of weird, but so they're they're. They're just
8: going vegan. There's invisible quote unquote yeah, around right? pizza. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. right. right. So,
2: so this okay. uh, this family that's obviously been around each other way too long tonight uh, was in there. <laughs> And they're all like, you know, trying to figure out these puzzles and and they're getting kind of, kind of snappy with each other. Mm -hmm. And they figured out one, they go someplace and I look down and... There's a copy of, of your game that, that you signed.
8: Fantastic. Yes. I think I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, these guys i s I'm supposed to talk to them at some point I think that's the only
8: time I've played a game where it got violent, you know <laughs> oh, yeah. each other, but in a sibling rivalry way. But no, yeah.
2: And they carried that over into that escape. That's room. good, yeah. Yeah. I think I yeah, think it was I think it was, think it was one, of their, one of the one yeah. of the moms kept saying
0: we're supposed to be working together. Mm. Isn't See, like yeah, the I, other games been, we're supposed
8: to work together. i been playing a couple hours of turning on each other, so I might have retrained them in this. <laughs> uh,
9: there's a lot of sorry, yeah, and, and, and deception, betrayal. yeah,
8: throwing people under the
9: bus, yeah, you know, for sure, yeah. And, <laughs> healthy life skills, relationship. No, it's skills. good. You
2: need this. yeah. 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 <laughs> so. How many how many days are you actually here at uh, Scarab? Is it just today? Or-
8: it is just today. So we wanted to come for Saturday, I mean, man, it was so busy. Um, but we were we were you yeah. know several people were like, you guys <laughs> right. gonna be here tomorrow?" You know, um, and man, I wish I wish we could. I wish we could if we weren't so far away and I didn't have right. screaming kids to <laughs> right. love on and right. take out to. Ice cream or... I don't know. I'm not going to take them to ice cream, but... Woodshed. Woodshed. The woodshed. Wow.
7: Um, (laughs) uh, So so we are a family-friendly con, Uh and even if your wife isn't necessarily into that sort of thing, gaming or whatnot... Uh, we do have other things like crafts and escape yeah, rooms. Yeah, I saw that. And People were
8: building wands, right. I believe, earlier today. Right, and, and right, we right. Just and watching. we
7: do have a pretty good kids track. So anyone from ages, uh-huh. I think they say 13 to like 5 or okay. 5 to 8. If they're younger, we like the adults to be there with them. Absolutely. But, but yeah, we have... And I noticed that there was a lot of and it like promotes reading and
8: this was definitely a family event yes. like I'm like well, uh-huh. why didn't I bring my family you know so this was this is great like all kinds of kids
7: that's an easy way to convince your wife that's right and that's there are some event. interesting things to do around town if you really want to you know we do have a museum since it's the state capital mm-hmm. and it's a pretty nice museum and they have the adventure kids park right by there and the okay. zoo and so now I know,
8: so, so being right, my right, right. first time so, here, so I know back, for so next So come back night. tomorrow. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> okay.
7: You know, go home. I will get ask. Get your wife and your kids and then bring them back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just pack up everything, go home, oh, and come back, yes, unpack
2: everything, set it up tomorrow. <laughs> well,
7: you know. No, I will
8: say my kids have been dying. They're like, when can we go to the con with you? You know, because I've you know, uh-huh. been to several cons and... So I know which ones to take them to now. You know, <laughs> so right? Yeah. Great, but
2: you you've scoped it all out.
8: <laughs> yeah, there. I say when you come, you gotta sell, guys. You gotta sell. So,
7: <laughs> you know, just slap some zombie makeup right. on them and make that's them right. go around holding up your your game. And that's right. It's like
2: I'm a zombie. You
7: uh. know, like the old cigarette girls. With Give the them bots? cigarettes. No, it's a great
8: idea. <laughs> I do already. <laughs> I'm so ahead of the <laughs> curve. <laughs>
7: I totally meant. You know how they used to sell in the 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 boxes boxes in front of of them, right, with the game, right, 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 right.
2: Here here at Scarab, we we always we always put the kids to work selling cigarettes. (laughs)
7: That's right.
9: It's family friendly.
2: There's there's a lot of money to be made in cigarettes. it helps support gaming. Habits. Actually,
7: it's dice. <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> nice. wait, wait, you know, it's not really cigarettes. So it's just going around. Hey, 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 hey buddy. Hey. 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 You, you want some you dice? want some, want some
2: dice?
7: <laughs> 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 oh, speaking of which, I don't know. Did I give you? Um,
2: I did not get the yellow dice.
7: There you oh, go. excellent! Give one Thank to you Alex so too. much. Thank These you. These are
2: our special uh, wow. mood zombie dice. Oh, awesome! They they, they, they uh, <laughs> don't change color. They only have one mood. Oh, kind is, of spicy tasting which I, don't is, uh, what they're <laughs> I don't know I don't know what made, taste of, like they're made out of cheese and Tabasco sauce. oh excellent
8: <laughs> so, pizza, <laughs> <laughs> <zombies>. <laughs> pizza <laughs> <all> zombie pizza zombie <laughs> <Okay>. full circle <laughs> <So, laughs> so, yeah, scare 2020
2: will have edible dice
8: no
7: well next year is actually our 10 year anniversary so oh, that's
8: awesome we will definitely so, be back that'd for be a, absolutely
7: yeah, yeah. wonderful
8: same bat time same bat channel yeah Yes, always, always,
2: always MLK weekend. Yep. Okay, fantastic. Um, and we're going to be here in this in the Medallion Center for the next uh, four well, I guess years. Next four years. It's awesome. Because we signed a, a nice big five-year contract with these guys, and we, we like we, we like, like coming here. It's, it's yeah, a yeah, great yeah. it's a good. Sign, it really is. Yeah. It's a
8: nice, a very nice facility too. So. We still oh, yeah. have
7: a little wiggle room to grow.
8: Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty slammed. Yeah, you're gonna you need that little wiggle room. It's slammed in here. It's awesome. Random
2: kind of person waving at us yeah that's, hey, the, yeah. Guy. that's, that's the, the guy
9: that's the kid that's the kid yeah. from the family that's the kid that's the kid <laughs> you're the kid
2: beta tests. yeah he's beta okay.
1: testing he's away he's beta testing yeah. all these uh, oh, oh, testing I was just
2: telling him it's like uh, how you were in there in the escape room and you had the box and you cried remember that you cried
7: I never cried oh <laughs> I won two games well I He was he was a
8: gold. gentleman and, and let the second place person get That's the prize nice. I was I was very impressed he's a good boy and yes. yes. get the heck out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: sound like a dog <laughs> good boy Good,
8: boy. Good boy. See you. <laughs> all right, all right. He's got kids. So he knows John, how to Alex, <laughs> is there
7: anything else you'd like to say? Uh, any anything you want to talk about real quick about your games or where were they, where they could try and purchase it online? Okay, yeah. So where I, they could find you?
8: Okay. Um, <laughs> hopefully not in any incarcerated situations. I don't know. Being a teacher, sometimes I I worry I might. No, anyway. <laughs>
7: what kind of grades? Elementary, middle school, high school? Uh,
8: middle school. So that's why I'm bald. I okay. went bald my first year <laughs> at 27 years old. But oh it's okay. Wow. I love the kids. And, and, and I tell the kids, that you know, they, they know I make games. They're like, so when you're big and famous, are you going to stop teaching? You're like, no. I'm making games. Yeah.
7: yeah. It'll <laughs> never <laughs> happen. <laughs> so. I'm like, well, no. It's I mean, like I, running a convention. You're like, no, no. i got to
2: keep my day job to right. pay for the convention. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Breaking in all that, that, that big uh, convention right. books, right?
8: <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I I gotta say, um, if you had asked me two years ago, you know, you ever thought about making a game, I'd say no. I mean, I I like playing games. I only thought there was ever Monopoly and all that other stuff. And then, you know, you get these ideas and you playtest them with supportive friends who help you refine it. Uh And then it's just like I'm sitting on. on I don't know how that is, John.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Why? I did marry my GM. I met him 18 or so years ago. Was that one of the cards you drew, or was that no? That was just luck of the draw. You're awesome.
8: awesome. But no, I mean, it's just, you know, it kind of came out, and you get this down on paper, and you play it, and people just, you know, really enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm going to make this into the real deal. And um, you figure other people did it. why Why not me? And then after that first game hit, it's just, I think there's 11 more coming out them, you know yeah. we're just trying to find time and resources to to make it happen yeah. so well mm. we
7: don't we do really like our smaller companies our, our mm-hmm. homegrown companies a well, lot you. of the demo peoples that mm-hmm. were here today are from the south carolina north, north carolina, carolina area and, um, um empire well, well, games florida. we've and florida a yeah
2: polyhedral from florida
7: yeah um but like empire mm-hmm. games has been with us right from the start they're another smaller publisher mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. comes and
2: and they've yeah. And they and they have like yeah. you guys they have a following. A from, yeah, follow- no, I've noticed. We've yeah. seen them at several.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they, get, they draw so. a good crowd and have good energy, and it's it's good to be amongst that company. You know, mm-hmm. right. it's awesome. But no, you're asking. Uh, yeah, we have 18 stores in South Carolina here. Firefly is uh, is very much invested in us and mm-hmm. we're very excited about that. And we're going to try to branch out into others in the area. Uh, but yeah, www.midnightzombiesabotage.com is going to be. Okay. Where you can get it if you can't get to a local game store, so.
7: Okay. Wonderful. Yeah, and you're
9: in a yeah. few awesome. stores around both states. I mean. Yeah, we're you know. in North
8: and South Carolina right now. That's about as far as I can drive. But, yeah, we're almost all over the place in North Rip Carolina. Where wife only lets you out okay. for a day at a time? That's it. She's get, she says you get two days a month. Oh. That's it. So I got I to gotta pick and choose the which one's like
7: Currently. Strategic. Until you get it that lucrative game money. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Fame <laughs> and yeah. fortune. And. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't leave me home
8: with these freaking kids, John. (laughs) I'll be back.
7: All right. Well, wonderful. I'm really glad you guys stopped by. Thank you. I'm glad you decided to come down to Scarab. Oh yeah,
8: definitely a awesome choice. (laughs) Yeah, easy choice to make. Yes.
7: (laughs) Wonderful.
2: All right. Yeah. So again, uh, we were talking with John Dyer, who has a a bunch of uh, titles behind his name with Twice Live Games.
7: You wear many hats.
8: I I do. and, and they all slip off due to lack of hair <laughs> but it's fine Just And put a little, little hot glue on there a little, there, little hot
2: glue on there <laughs> and of course this interview would not would not be complete without of course um, his hype man Alex
7: who has a full head of hair I do have
9: hair yeah, I
2: don't hair. want to talk about that either <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the hype but i got the hair
7: <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you guys yeah, thank, thank you, you guys so thank
8: much you Swarmcast
0: Swarmcast I got your number I'll call you all the time. Area code 8034704439. <laughs> 4704439. 4704439. 4704439. Hey
2: there, Toast. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good, here. Yeah. Well, you know, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> so, hey. 2020 is just around the corner. It's um, coming up in January, so you know what that means. Our uh, William Gibson's vision of the future is coming? Well, um, uh, I guess, but no, that's not quite what I was talking about. Oh, uh, you're talking about Scarab's 10th anniversary. That's right. You <laughs> guessed it. Scarab's 10th year anniversary is coming right up in 2020. Awesome. And there's all sorts of big stuff that is going to be planned for this. Why? here's just some of it let's listen in scarab 2020 we're going to have the return of the warhammer 40k tournaments and we're also going to have of course three the welcome return of warm hordes as always some battle tech those guys are always cool and we're also going to be welcoming guild ball to the scene so if you're into miniatures Come check out Scarab 2020.
0: We're going to have all sorts of stuff going on. It's going to be great. Also, don't forget to check out Scarab on all of their social media outlets. They're on Facebook, Twitter. They're on Instagram. There is a uh, there is a thing on there from YouTube, but uh, I think it's a little old, but they might be in the process of updating that. And, of course, check out their website for the links to all of this at that's right, Scarab with a bunch of dashes in it. Ah. Swan cast has board game reviews for you. You yeah. got the good, bad, and other stuff to tell you. So listen up to our board game review. You really like it, or I'll make you eat your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Scarabia by Blue Orange Games.
2: For one to four players plays in 15 to 20 minutes for ages eight and up as the head of an international archaeological team it is your job to establish camps across the four corners of the globe and uncover the long lost golden scarabs of scarabia scarabia is a tile laying puzzle game in which your goal is to score scarabs by positioning your tiles such as they can create enclosed zones of one to four squares. Each Scarab in an enclosed zone is worth a number of points equal to the number of squares in its zone. Players all play the same tiles in order. Each turn, a new tile is drawn and all the players simultaneously place their copy of the tile on the individual boards. The game is over. After all 12 tiles have been drawn and either placed or discarded, the player with the most points wins. All right, we're here at Scarab 2019. And uh, with me at the table I have Kelly. How's Hello. it going? Good. Hey. And what's this game that you're going to be we're going to be talking about right now?
11: This is Scarabaya. It's a game okay. where you are trying to dig up uh, treasures, but as in the course of digging up treasures, you are also destroying some of them. So you're trying to minimize the treasures uh, that you're digging up by placing Tetris-style tiles.
2: Okay. And I took a look at this one. This one looked pretty neat to me. So what's um what's some good stuff you can say about it?
11: Uh the good thing about it is that uh you really, you are you are all every player is placing the exact same tile at the same time. So uh-huh. if someone is excited when a tile is announced that everyone has to place, you can say, "Well, what do they see that I don't see?" When someone is upset, mm-hmm. you can say, "Well, I know I'm going to score more points than they are this round." Okay. So it's 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 about reading the table as much as it is any as, anyone yeah. else. <laughs> everyone has an identical setup uh, as far as the as far as the field that you're going to be excavating, right. and everyone has the same option for digging up. So it's. It's really it, okay. it's really seeing how everyone else is is treating their dig for for how well you're doing compared to everyone else.
2: Gotcha. Well, what can we say that might be uh, bad about about this game?
11: Uh, something that's bad about the game is that it's since every setup has to be identical, you really have to make sure that when you tell someone okay this is time for the long l shape that everyone is actually playing the long oh, l shape because okay. all the all the pieces are made up of of five squares uh you want gotcha. to make sure that if someone has messed up you can't go back and, and fix a mistake oh, if someone has gotcha. been playing oh, gotcha. a tile that they wanted to play and thought it was a different one.
2: Oh yeah i i can see i can see where that might be potentially a benefit. well what can we say in the other category for for uh scarabia
11: Uh, The other category, (laughs) uh, this game actually included a solo play variant. And so when I was teaching myself, I I was learning the rules of the game after I checked it out. While everyone else was finishing up their game. I went ahead and played the solo variant. And the solo variant is the exact opposite of the game. I didn't realize that (laughs) until we were playing because in the solo variant, you're having to, to play all your tiles to cover up all of the treasures on the board instead of leaving as many uncovered as you can because you're playing as an ancient civilization trying to bury everything oh Oh, neat yep so it's pretty cool yeah it's if it every everything that i figured out when i was learning (laughs) the game to teach everybody else did not did not help me when we were actually playing for real so that was it was total opposite
2: oh wow okay well cool well well thank you kelly for for sitting here and talking about this game was there anything else you wanted to say about it
11: Uh, no i'm having a great time here at scarab and anyone listening if they're not here or have plans to be here next year they should be here next year
2: Uh i like the sound of that (laughs) all right thank you (laughs) thank you quests of valeria by daily magic game for one to five players Plays in 20 to 45 minutes, ages 14 and up. In Quests of Valeria, you play the role of a guildmaster recruiting, dispatching citizens to complete quests in a tavern in the capital city of Valeria to earn victory points the player with the most victory points at the end of the game wins quest of valeria is a unique set collection game where players gather citizens to fill requirements on a quest hire citizens from the line in the tavern that provide you with the additional actions to build combos of free actions scarab 2019 still going strong and uh ryan is here to talk with me about a game that he played uh, quest of valeria yep. okay why don't you tell me something good about Quest of Valeria?
10: Wonderful art. You got to learn the symbols, just like in uh, Seven Wonders. You got to kind of learn the symbols at the bottom of the cards, kind of okay. thing. But uh, okay. once you got that down, uh, and there's some debate there, it's great. Uh, <laughs> really enjoyed it. Had fun. Uh, okay. My not so good would be twofold. One, I think it's a trans—I'm pretty sure it's a translated game from German. So there's some. I want to say you're right. So while fun, there's some debate on some of the rules just because (laughs) of how they're they're translating. Oh, gotcha. Uh, But it's it's fun. And then my other would be, it's not your typical. So it's a drafting game where you're pulling in cards and then you're buying stuff with your cards and then your cards let you accomplish quests. Normally those games build momentum, but what happens is you lose your assets as you go throughout as you accomplish stuff. Okay. It's kind of like a constant reset. So. I'd done huh, okay. Quest or Village of Valeria last year and really enjoyed it and bought it. And that's a momentum game where the momentum picks right, up as you right, go. Right. Quest of Valeria is not that way. It's so it's easier to catch up. If somebody gets an early lead, okay. they still reset after that. So, huh, okay, it's uh, yeah, it's a fun game.
2: Well, thank you for talking with me about Quest of Valeria, Ryan. You're welcome. All right, Scarab 2019. Uh, we're here at the booth, and I have at least one familiar face with uh, or one familiar voice with a couple other familiar. Uh, new voices, really, I think. So we have Joe.
12: Hello. Kirsten. Hi.
2: And Murphy. Hello. Or, or I believe it's uh, Just Murphy is the name, right?
12: It's who? Just,
2: just Murphy. Just Murphy. Just Murphy.
12: Because yeah, we know 300 uh. Daves. Oh, okay.
2: So they're going to talk to me uh, uh, right now we're going to talk about a game they played called uh, Quest of Valeria.
12: So I own Villages of Valeria. We pl- I, I think uh-huh. I won it last year at um, Probably at Scarab. Scarab. And I even <laughs> talked about it. Um, the original, I ended up winning, but I was about to order it on Amazon. Oh. So this is the quests. Neat. So instead of villages where you're actually buying buildings for your village and working up from there, here you're recruiting people mm-hmm. and then using their abilities to then purchase as a transaction quests to play that's how that game works okay you know matching either powers they can have like red blues or greens mm-hmm. I forgot what they were it was little flavorful but yes. it, didn't mean anything. And it had
6: little symbols that you match up with
12: the like person the that you wanted in. to hire there might okay. be an eagle guild for the mages a helmet for the gotcha. soldier guild cloak and dagger for, the, for like, Rogue, the rogues yeah and enough of those get together to go for quests worth a certain number of victory points along with maybe other effects that trigger when you get them.
2: Okay, that sounds pretty cool. So what's what's some good stuff we can say about Quests of Valyrian?
12: Pretty. I mean, it, I, I don't look, say that lightly. It's a very pretty game.
2: Okay. I thought it played pretty easily. Like, it's an easy game to learn. Okay. You
6: get the hang of it really quickly.
12: Somebody disagrees. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, and it... it like, and,
1: like once you know the rules, then uh-huh. it's pretty
12: easy oh, to get. Oh, and it's ahead. one of those games I like because instead of having coins for gold, mm-hmm. it, you, the transaction costs are based on discarding cards. So the gold is actually uh, okay, okay. used from your hand. So from it's like hand. those cards in hand you discard to pay cost for the gold portion. That's your yeah. currency is discards in hand. If you've laid them down, they play as what's on the de- on the face on the tableau. Gotcha. I, I didn't
7: gotcha. actually like that part.
12: I'd rather have <laughs> coins. All
2: right. Well, then I guess this brings us into uh, what we thought was bad about the game.
12: So it's it got a little confusing. With like four or five people across a whole table, it's hard to read. There's so much okay. detail. Okay. And there's not, a, not super distinction between the different guilds. It wasn't obvious without ah, looking, without at, looking the, at The helmets the weren't that big across <laughs> the table. And when there was a cost of like four different mm-hmm. guild types, it's right. like, oh, what do I have?
2: Okay.
6: It'd probably be better with like a four people group instead okay. of a six. A slightly smaller group, group.
12: Oh, okay. Um, and then the other part. This is a card game, so you had slightly different shape cards for the for the guilds, right? And then you have, um, and then you're all the cards you're playing are pretty much people. So yeah. that's okay, who you're okay. either bidding on using gold to get people to help you, right? Or playing okay. from your hand, and there's an extra to, cost yeah. to play from your hand. And it had one of those mechanics: the longer it's out, the cheaper it gets, kind of thing. Oh, neat! Okay, so it's 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 a very common mechanic. Right, right. right. Uh, again, hard to read. Um, that was my other was just that it is a card game. It, okay. It's not. There's not a board as such.
2: Okay. I and like it, card games. So yeah. I, I mean. So it was great. Yeah, so it, it fit, fit nice. right into that. It.
12: It's a good high quality game. It's a good uh. game.
2: Okay. Well, cool. Well, uh, well, thank you guys then for, for sitting down and talking with me about Quest of Valerian. I drank what? By Empire Games. For 4 to 10 players. Plays in about 15 minutes. For ages 13 or up. And I drank what? It's the party of the year and all your worst enemies have been invited. You have brought along a bottle of poison to help spice the evening up. Funny, so did all the other guests. With all the witty banter and bumbling of the staff, you've lost track of which glass of wine was poison. The only thing certain is that someone's going to die, and the survivors will have a good laugh. It's all in good fun, so long as you have the last one. So, propose a toast and drink as if there were no tomorrow, because for you, tomorrow may never come. We're at Scarab 2019, and I've got Robbie here who's going to talk with me about I drank what?
13: I drink what? basically uh-huh. a drinking game with a disclaimer. Don't drink while <laughs> you're doing this. Don't poison yourself because Okay. there you have a poison card. And basically, you were invited to a drinking party. Your right. enemies came too. You right. brought a bottle of poison, but you don't remember which one it was. Everyone else did the same. <laughs> but... Honestly, the good part about the game—they're always adding something new. Uh huh. Because earlier yesterday, I did the base set. It's pretty fun because I had this rounds on me, and I was safe because automatically I start, it, I started off. I was like, I put down the. Uh, no, that was my next turn. I asked Bo to drink with me. I'm like, Bo, drink with me. He's like, sure. We both were safe. <laughs> the next time it was my turn. I put this rounds on me. Okay. Then I kept on drinking with them. Uh-huh. I collected a large hand, and I realized one thing. Hmm. I couldn't lose that hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but with the newer versions, they're always adding something new. This okay. year, they added new wine cards, where originally, you have a wine card, ooh, draw one, or it's poison, and you die. Right, right. But now, you have a card that says, cannot be poisoned, uh, basically, an oops put into a wine card, which basically gets rid of your card. Okay. And then there's can't I already said that. There's give a card away, steal a card, and discard. Okay. But honestly the bad thing about it is the lack of space. They have like a <laughs> small circular table, and I'm like Why couldn't they have a larger table? Because it's supposed to fit twelve.
2: Okay. So just so most. just it so gets just the fact extremely crazy.
13: These, there, say there was like 12 people at this table.
2: Right. You'd be sitting pretty close to yeah. each other. Yeah.
13: Yeah. Okay. It's out because there are toasts, life of the parties, which basically swaps, basically calls in a new service. Uh huh. But it's not one poison. There could be none, or there could be five.
2: Okay. Well,. Tell us something that was a little unusual or, or in our other category here the for about The
13: unusual part were the disclaimers.
2: Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
13: This is a game about drinking, uh-huh. not a drinking game. Right, right,
2: Yeah. Right. It's a very big difference. Very yeah. big difference. Okay.
13: But then again, I also have these.
2: That's right. You won the, the, the flask. It's a little tiny I flask. This,
13: a... I didn't win this flask. Oh, that's, that's from yeah, the, like, the top 100. Yeah, I just got which, out of the yeah. championship because I was my dad's proxy. Uh-huh. <laughs> So he'd have a bigger, ch- a better chance of, of taking home. the flag. Yeah.
2: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Robbie, for sitting down here and talking with me about... Oh, yeah. You know it I- was
13: also made out of food. There was cheese. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right.
2: There an expansion with cheese in it, too.
13: Yeah. <laughs> it's called the cheesy one. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Robbie. You're welcome. As <laughs> I pour from the If you don't like it, i am to come over to Tail! Tail. <laughs> Toast meant to say tail.
2: <laughs> Toast.
0: Ooh. Why do you do that? Oh yeah. <sighs> <sighs> well, everybody, the show's finally over. That's it. You can go back to your normal life again. Though it's probably never going to be the same. You can find the Swungass Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and tell us what you think. Heck. Give us a good review on either iTunes and Tuned In, Stitcher. Heck, I think we're putting stuff out on YouTube now, if that's kind of your thing. Anyway, subscribe, like, whatever, all through those different guys. Or you can grab the RSS feed from our website, which is SwarmCastPodcast.com. That's all one word. And you can also email us at swarmcastpodcast, again one word, at gmail.com. Why not? Or you can leave us a message at area code 803-470-4439. And we'll probably play it on the air if you're lucky. Maybe. (laughs) So, until next time, keep on gaming. And when you think of toast, think of me.
2: Music on the SwarmCast podcast is by iFightDragons at iFightDragons.com MC Lars at MCLars.com The Droids at droidsmusic.bandcamp.com And Steam Powered Giraffe at steampoweredgiraffe.com
1: When he was a boy He wanted to play Down by Every day after school He would always sail Around the lake All the people would stand and stare As he sailed around with precision and care His my corner hat, and the way he would stand He looked just like a navy man All the townsfolk would gather and say And sing away Captain Captain Albert Albert Alexander Alexander. He'll be a brave seafarer someday But that Captain Albert Albert Alexander Alexander. He'll go down in the waves By age twenty-four He had left the shore And was sailing for the queen on a dark, starry night. Albert awoke to the sound of his captain screaming as he was drowned. The navy crew was taking a lick. Pirates had invaded the ship, but Albert, with one aimed harpoon, ignited their rum with. And soon flames drove the pirates away The Navy said Captain Albert Alexander Saved his crew from pirates slaughter But that Captain Albert sounded Downside 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 On his own bodies later On a ship to see Slater later. He sailed into a mass of lava Gazing up to the sky To a large walrus that was a hundred stories high high. it meant no harm the walrus was in a great deal of pain it suffered from a tusk with tooth decay Albert threw his ankle round its tusk with a little bit of pulling it was out by dusk walrus thanked Albert and sang as he sailed away Captain Albert Alexander